Thank you for tuning in to Church on the Rock podcast. We have a great sermon in store for you. We hope this message challenges you, builds you, and motivates you into taking the next step in your purpose with God. Enjoy the sermon. Thank you, Lord. Amen. When you call the name of Jesus, that's a covenant name. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. When you call the name of Jesus, the kingdom knows you are here for business. Amen. Praise God. That's the business name. That's the kingdom business name. Amen. That's the name of transaction. Amen. When you knew you when you use the name of Jesus, something is getting ready to happen. What is that something? Whatsoever. Amen. Hallelujah. Whatsoever you ask or you demand, something is getting ready to happen. You determine the something that's going to happen. Amen. And God has given you the name of Jesus. The Bible said it's above every name. Come on now. It's above Corona. Yes, it is. It's above depression. Amen. It's above sickness and disease. It's above poverty and lack. It's above confusion. It's above sin. It's above shame. It's above guilt. Amen. Hallelujah. Welcome to the lifestyle above. Above every trial. Amen. Above every storm. Come on now. Welcome to the life above. Come on now. The Bible said he seated you with him in heavenly places far above amen far above lack far above drama far above your trial you got to act like you living far above that means you're using the name of Jesus and you're using it effectively amen I'm going to show you how to use the name effectively this morning come on now something is happening and that is the plan of God for your life is coming in fruition. What, what are you going to look like when everything God promised you show up in your life? Come on now. You ought to be going after of it, amen. You go after it so somebody else can live. Amen. Because if you use the name of Jesus effectively, he said, in my name, you shall cast out devils. Come on now. Amen. You are the devil remover. Come on now, you become what he is, amen. The Bible said, as he is, so are we. Why? Because he gave us his name. Amen, praise God. He said, you will lay hands on, in my name, you will lay hands on the sick. And they shall, not might, recover. Amen. So when you know the name of Jesus and the power of it, you don't think they might recover. Come on now, I'm going to help you with it this morning. Your might's going to leave this morning. You're going to say they shall. It shall come to pass. This shall turn to, amen. It shall come to pass. Amen. The Bible said no deadly thing shall harm you. Come on now. Because of the name of Jesus. He just didn't give you the name. He, he just didn't give you the name. He made you the name. And we need to start living that way. I know you didn't get excited about it because the revelation didn't hit you, but I'm going to help you this morning. You know, when you get married to somebody and, and, um, and um, there's a change of names for the female, 
That's why two men ain't got no business getting married. Yeah, I'm coming. <laughs> Upon this rock I build my church. I hope you know this is the church. <laughs> this is not the courthouse, this is the church. Amen. This is not the Supreme Court. This is the kingdom of the Almighty God. Amen. Praise God. And when it's all said and done, it's going to be just one kingdom left. Amen. Every other kingdom is going to be gone. Come on now. There's only going to be one left when it's all done. Amen. So learn how to live in the kingdom now. He made a male and female. Say amen to that. I'm talking to the church this morning. I'm not, I'm not out in the park. I'm talking to the church this morning. I'm not at a university. I'm talking to the church this morning. I'm talking to the people who want to do it Jesus' way. You know, I was reading, I got so excited. Yesterday I was reading, and in Hebrews chapter 1, it said he, Jesus loved righteousness, but he hated iniquity. Yeah, you want to see that? I got so excited yesterday. I said, I'm, I'm glad I know what Jesus loved, and I know what he hates. He loves righteousness, but he hates iniquity. Come on now. I don't want to be a part of nothing he hates. Amen. He didn't say he hated people. He said he hated iniquity. Oh, there is. Somebody put it up there. That's nice. Thou hast loved righteousness. Amen. And hated iniquity. I said, that's, that's good, God. I, I want to hate what you hate. I want to, he didn't say people, he said iniquity. Get it right. You are not what you're doing. <laughs> you are not what you're doing. Because whatever you're doing is based on whatever spirit is on your life. Iniquity is a spirit. Come on now, when you get born again, you lose the nature and spirit of iniquity and you get the spirit of righteousness. Amen, praise God. And you want to do things the way God wants to do it. Come on now. I want to do things the way God wants to do it. I found that's the best way to live is do it the way he said to do it. He said, you hated iniquity. That's Hebrews chapter 1. Therefore God, even thy God, have anointed thee with the oil of gladness above thy fellows. You want to live above everybody else. You want to be happy all the time. Love righteousness. Love, the, love what God loves. Love doing things the way God does it. Amen. Not the way your mama does them unless she's doing it the way God doing it. Love it the way God is doing it. And you're going to live a lifestyle of joy. Amen. Amen. Well, praise God forever. We, we start teaching on the blood covenant Wednesday night. Did you get some help Wednesday night? Don't you know? Listen, if you don't understand the Bible's a covenant, you cannot fulfill God's plan for your life. And I was walking through the house this morning, and I realized that because God is going to ask you to believe things that's beyond your natural comprehension. Amen. Praise God. The Bible said he's anointed you to raise the dead. Man, that's beyond your comprehension. Yes, it is. It's father. Yes, it is. The church is struggling with Corona. Forget about raising the dead. <laughs> they wondered if Corona is going to cause death. No, the Bible says that uh, he has delivered you from the kingdom of darkness. 
and translated you in the kingdom of his dear son. Now, Corona is not in the kingdom of God. It's in the kingdom of darkness. Now, the Bible said he delivered you from the kingdom of darkness. Amen. And that kingdom has no power over you anymore. Well, then why is the church running from Corona? Yeah, you're right, Miss Diamond. It's a lack of knowledge. It's a lack of knowledge. And sometimes it's just plain old unbelief. Amen. Don't shout me down. Praise God. Amen. I came to help you this morning. I came to help you live like the name of Jesus is everything it is. That's what I came to help you to do this morning. And as I was walking through the house and I said, well, Lord, I don't know if we're done with blood covenant or not. Because you can't be a good Christian unless you know the Bible is a covenant. Right. You can't even have real faith unless you know the Bible is a covenant. Amen. And um, it is a subject that is rarely taught in our churches, just like honor. Isn't this interesting? The subjects that are rarely taught is the one that's going to make us champions. Amen. Subjects like honor, amen, the blood covenant, hallelujah. The things that really make us excel, I don't know. Anyway, praise God. I hope people preaching what they what God told them to preach and not and not bought the pastors uh, uh, what is it uh, what is that yearly yearly pastor sermon book where the book tell you what to preach all year long oh, anyway they're out there amen I just do what the Holy Ghost tell me to do yeah. he said the sons of God are led by the Spirit of God and the Holy Ghost would give you what you're supposed to be ministering amen and uh, I want you to turn to Genesis chapter 1. And then, if you got a real Bible, I want you to turn back one page. I want you to go to Genesis chapter 1, and I want you to turn back one page. Amen. And um, we want to establish this truth. We, uh, we started on the blood covenant teaching. Oh, yeah, it's really good. <laughs> I'm going to teach you how to win when it don't look like you can win. Amen. I'm going to teach you how to have joy in the midst of confusion. I'm going to tell you, you're going to be shouting with bills on the table. Paid in full. In the name of Jesus. Oh, you're going to get your stuff. I'm getting excited about it. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. <clears throat> so, praise God. And you computer people won't be able to help be able to follow me this morning. That's why you need to have a real Bible. Your computer people won't be able to follow me. If you follow me on your computer this morning, you can't turn back and find nothing when I'm going to show you. You need to have a hard copy Bible. I got my, I got my phone up if I want to look something up. Amen. But you need to keep, get your, you need to keep, <laughs> Jesus said it is written. It is written. That means you ought to have a Bible. He didn't say it is text. He said it is written. <laughs> he didn't say it is Instagram or email. He said it is written. Praise God. Never lose a copy of the written text. Amen. Praise God. Y'all do what I do. I got my phone and my Bible. Amen. I like to take notes from my phone when Dr. Jacobs is teaching. I like efficiency too. But don't ever compromise your faith for efficiency. You're going to really have to get in the Word to get this. You're going to have to be more than a Sunday morning Christian. Amen. Did that bother you? Okay. Praise God. You're going to have to be an everyday Word person if you're going to get what I'm talking about. 
If you're going to fulfill the plan of God for your life, yes. you're going to have to be an everyday in the word person. Yeah. Amen. 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 Yeah. Morning, noon, and night. Yeah. God told Joshua, you're going to have to meditate in the word day and night. Right. I want you in the word when the sun is up. Right. I want you in the word when the sun is down. Yeah. Then you will have good success. Yeah. Then you will prosper and have good. You know what people really want in life? To prosper and have good success. And we'll show you how to do it here. Your life won't be the same this time next year. You're going to be on a whole nother level. See, you should have got in agreement with that. You need to know how to say amen in church to you. Praise God. You need to be, you need to be saying two things. Oh, me, that means we got you. Oh, amen. <laughs> oh, me means you need to change something. Don't get mad. It means you need to change something. <laughs> Listen, correction, the Bible said, is not pleasant. You're not going to be happy when the word corrects you. Let me get you informed before we, you get to that word that rattles you. You're not going to be shouting when a word of correction comes. Amen. And listen, all of us need correction. Amen. Because there's going to be times your neighbor's not shouting. I'm just trying to inform you. It's going to be time to not shout. I'm just trying to inform you. This is the real church. Hallelujah. <clears throat> and a lot of times God will tell people things and, and, and through his word or speak to them. And you're going to have, and, and it's not going to make you shout. But, you know, now the blessing going to make you shout. Praise God. We get the blessing and bleed the blessing. Everybody running and kicking and shout. But in, to enter into the blessing, you got to accept correction. Amen. You got to accept correction to enter into the blessing. So let's take it all. When, you, when I was living in my mama's house, I took the whippings and the, and the milkshakes and all the toys and clothes and all that together. Amen. Praise God. It all goes together. It's part of a household. Amen. Welcome to the house of God. Now, there's some children that go through life and never get a spanking. That's very rare. Amen. Praise God. Where's Keisha this morning? She's my oldest. Keisha got one spanking the whole time. I can't say that for the rest of them. But, but, but she's a one spanking for, for, by me. You just whip when you just, the sun came up. <laughs> you whip when the sun was up. You whip when the sun was down. <laughs> Some parents are just different. I'm not teaching on parenting this morning. Some parents are just different. You know, they just, anyway, praise God. Hallelujah. Did you turn your Bible over? I got to get to what I'm doing. Praise God. Amen. My Bible, if I turn to Genesis chapter one, I turn a page back. It says the names of the orders of all the books of the Old and New Testament. Amen. And then I've got the books of the Old and New Testament. I got the books of the Old at the top and the New at the top. That's what my Bible says. Kansas, let me see what you got. Yeah. That's good. Candace Bible says, she turned one page back. It says the Old Testament. Yeah. So this page is letting you know what you're going to go into. Most people never pay attention to this page, but it's a very important page. How many of you, how many of you got Bibles that say Old Testament? Or it says Old and New. Okay, that's good. So the Bible is letting you know. Now, Bible just means book. It's a Latin word for just mean book. So, and there's a lot of books. 
but to delineate what this book is before you get into the contents there's a cover page to let you know what you're dealing with and if you don't master that page you're not going to get the essence out of everything that follows your faith will struggle you will not fulfill the plan of God for your life. And that's guaranteed. And we can prove it this morning in the word. You must understand what that word testament is. Because if you don't, you don't know what you read. You think you read about people, you are. Think you read about God, you are. You think you read about circumstances and situations, you are. But until you understand this page, you don't understand why God does what he does. And you don't understand why people do what they do. Yes. If you understand this word, you will understand everybody's actions after this word yeah. and after this page. And you will not be confused about the Bible. But this page is hardly ever taught. Just open your Bible. No, that means open your book. You got a lot of books. I do. I got gardening books. I got science books. I got engineering books. I got trade books. I got a lot of books. But none of them are a testament. The only book in my house that's a testament is this one. And it makes them different than all of the books in my house. Testament. What is a testament? You don't understand that. Then you don't know what you're reading. The testament can also be called a covenant. Covenant. Covenant means it's not like any other book. It means it's a blood agreement. And that's different. It's a blood agreement. That means the book has no validity unless blood is shed. To guarantee its contents. Testament means it's a guarantee. That everything in it is guaranteed to come to pass and there are no other outcomes. It means this is a binding agreement. And when you get into the Old Testament, there's several testaments or covenants in it. It's letting you know it's a testament so that when you're reading, you know you're reading a covenant. You're reading a binding agreement. And binding agreements cannot be broken. That's why Jesus said, the scriptures cannot be broken. Not one jot or tittle of it can fail to come to pass. Heaven and earth will pass away. For one jot or one tittle fails to come to pass. God has given us a testament because he knows that's the only arrangement where men can believe the impossible if they understand 
what a testament is. So when a lot of people enter into the body of Christ and, you know, God's not trying to get you saved. He's trying to get you in covenant with him. He's trying to make you his covenant partner. When he says, I will never leave you, he's giving you a guarantee and he's swearing it in blood that I will never leave you. Leave or forsake you. I will never abandon you. I will be with you till the end of the age. And he said, I swear it in blood. So in your greatest trial, don't say I'm not there. When it looks like you in your darkest hour, don't act like I'm not there. Because if you act like I'm not there, then you treated me like I am a liar. Because if you tell somebody you're going to do something, I'll say this again. If you tell, if you open your mouth, you didn't have to open your mouth. You could have kept it shut and nothing would have happened. Everything would have been all right, but you blabbed it. You told somebody, I got you. Don't you worry about a thing, I got your back. But when the trial and the heat and the pressure and the pressure and, and, and the struggle to keep your commitment mm -hmm. came into play. He said, well, listen, you know, I, I was thinking I, I could, but, uh, but you know what? Uh, things got a little too heavy for me. I'm not going to be able to give you that long. Look like I'm going to need it myself. I'm not going to be able to give you that ride. I'm on the other side of town. You understand that, don't you? Sure you do. I'm not going to be able to help you like I told you because you know I got some other things have come up. You're going to have to let me out of this. No, you just lied. God says, I'm not a liar. I'm not like men. If I tell you that I healed you, Yes, I did then. Amen. Praise God. And if you believe what I said, the power that I promise you is changing molecules in your body. Cells are changing. Things are rearranged. That's what I tell you. Take it to the bank. That's what this is. It's a, it's a testament of God's faithfulness. He cannot break his word. No matter what it looks like, no matter what it feels like, don't matter what they said on the news. Can't be changed. It's an unchangeable document. And the way you can find your place in hell is try to change it. Don't be twisting my words, God said. I said what I said. 
I said I was able to save you to the uttermost. I don't care what your trial is. And I don't care what your darkness is. And I don't care what you're going through. I'm able. I'm able. Whatever I said, I'm able to perform it. I'm the omnipotent God. I'm almighty, all-powerful, all-nothing. Nothing is too hard for me. And I want to be in a relationship with you where I bind myself to move in your behalf just at your call. Whosoever call upon the name shall. Not might shall be saved. I told you it's a year of acceleration. You ought to be accelerating if you believe in that word. Acceleration, you ought to be moving. When you accelerate, you move past the norm and the status quo. Your money starts separating and start increasing beyond. Your health begins to spring forth. Amen. Praise God. Your healing accelerates. You don't need Jaratal anymore. The Lord becomes the strength of your flesh and he becomes your might and your strength. Amen. You don't need all that no more. Praise God. You can break away from it because you're living off his strength. Come on now. But you keep your stuff right now because you're just hearing this today. Don't you go home and clean out the medicine cabinet and get all excited and start knocking your pills everywhere because you heard this message today. And then you get a symptom in your oh, pass a lie. Call the doctor. I could be dying in here. You ain't ready right now. You ain't ready. Don't you throw nothing away. You keep all your stuff. If you still you got you got syringe and you taking shot, keep shooting it. Cause you ain't heard me yet. You got pills, keep them. You ain't heard me yet. Keep everything you got because you ain't heard me yet. You ain't walked this yet. We just on the front page. You may have just found out today that the Bible is a covenant, but you still don't know what a covenant is. You still, so you keep all your stuff. No matter how loud I get today, keep your stuff. Don't you cancel your doctor's appointment this week because I said Jesus is your physician. <laughs> you keep that appointment. Amen. Because I don't know how you live it. Amen. I know we're here right now. But I don't know how you live it. Let's God show me. Amen. Praise God. And I'm, I was brought up on the two prophets. He might show me something. Amen. Don't be, don't let it, don't be, don't be getting, don't be getting word right now. All right. It says it's a New Testament. Let's go to Matthew. Let's go to Matthew. The book of Matthew. Praise the Lord, saints. Oh, there's mine right there. Oh, that's good stuff, ain't it? Yes, sir. I get excited about teaching on the covenant. And just let me take my time. You done gave the devil all that time. And when, you was out, and when you was out there in the world, you gave the devil all that time. And, and drunk all his boujolet and smoked all his herbs. And that took time to do all that. Give me some time this morning. Took time to dance to the boogaloo. Amen. And get dressed up to go to the club and walk in a dark room. 
move in strange ways. <laughs> you did. That took time to do all that. Give me some time this morning. Give God the same time that you gave Billy. Give God the same. Yes, you did. Don't, do, don't act like you do. You know, give God the same amount of time you gave Louise. <laughs> Mess up your life. Give God the same amount of time. I, I guarantee you, it'll take you somewhere. It'll take you to victory. Yes, it will. Come on now. Take you to the highest of heights. And it says, my Bible says, if, if I go to Matthew and I turn back a page, every good Bible got a page between Malachi and Matthew. It just don't just jump over there. You just can't jump over to Malachi and to Matthew. Some in between now. Malachi said, the Lord whom you seek shall suddenly come to you. The messenger of the covenant. Malachi, between Malachi and, and, and Matthew is 300 years of silence. God never talked again. And the last thing he said in the book of Malachi, the Lord whom you seek shall suddenly come. To his temple, the messenger of the covenant. Who was he talking about? Jesus. So Jesus is called the messenger of the covenant. So Jesus didn't come to try to make you Baptist or Presbyterian. He brought a covenant from God, a standard of living that where God bound himself, I promise you this will be your outcome if you believe it. It will produce life and life more abundantly. He was bringing us a covenant. And on the night he was betrayed, the Bible said he took bread and break it and gave it to his disciples and then he took one, he took juice and poured it in the cup and he held it up. He said, this is my blood of the new covenant. So my Bible says New Testament. Amen. So the Bible contains basically an Old Testament and a new one. So somebody came up to me Wednesday night. Who was that? Uh, Trayana. Yeah. Trayana said, should we be reading the old one or the new one? I don't know. So you drive your old car or your brand new car? I don't know. So you wear your old shoes or your new shoes? Should you go to your old job or the new job? <laughs> she said, somebody told me, start reading at the old one. I said, they ain't got no pastor, do they? You ain't going to learn nothing reading that. About Leviticus and about... In the fourth year of the month, bring, bring a sheave in the head of a cow and bring three loaves of bread. You ain't going to learn nothing from that. <laughs> you don't even know what you're reading. You know that's why you're trying to go. 
dropping off. <laughs> he don't know what you read. <laughs> he don't know what you read. Because that agreement was made with a group of people, amen, yeah, called Israelites. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, and you ain't in that group. Right. You don't even know nobody in that group. Right. Amen. So I said, no, I'll restart reading the new one first because that's the covenant we're practicing today. Amen. Now, the Bible goes on to say in your new covenant that those things that were written in the old one are for our learning. Yes. You can learn something from it, but you ain't living in it. Yes. Your agreement is in the new one. Amen. 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 And then there's some characters like Abraham You'll find him in both the old one and the new one. Amen. And then the Bible says in uh, Romans chapter 4, we ought to follow in the footsteps of Abraham. Because Abraham lived in the old one. But he walked a new one to us. That's why he's important. And so you still have to look at him because Abraham is called the father of faith, that he learned to trust God because he was in a covenant with him. Let's do this. Now that we know that we're dealing with an old covenant and a new one, amen, now you know what you're reading. Let's go over here to Psalms, <clears throat> Psalms 111. Amen. And let's see what they had to do because they were in covenant with God. We can read it for learning. Amen. So covenants are agreements. So when you read them, when there's agreement in covenants, I have to find out my responsibility and then I have to find out what my covenant partner's responsibility is. Pastor Cynthia and I in covenant. We're in a marriage covenant. A lot of people don't know when they get married, that's a covenant. Amen. Covenant is called an unbreakable agreement. Paul wrote in the book of Timothy, I believe he said, the last days people will become covenant breakers. They'll give you, a, they'll give you their word in a covenant format and turn around and break it. And that's, that's the society we're living in today. But you have to turn, you have to understand this is a subject that's going to produce a behavior that's going to produce a lifestyle. Amen. And I have to understand God will not deal with me without dealing with me in the context of a covenant. Amen. Because he just handed me his agreement. Okay? So outside of this, he ain't dealing with me. There are no grounds, there are no ground rules for him dealing with me. So to live without a Bible and call yourself a child of God, child of being a child of God is a promise that he would make you his child. That's one of the covenant promises that you would become a part of his family. So to live a lifestyle where you don't have no Bible, 
long time ago when we used to go to church, everybody walked in like this. And nobody said nothing. And everybody was covenant ignorant too. And the preacher would get up and preach one scripture and close it. Turn off his light, everything on the podium. Turn like we done reading this. And close it up and just go to hooping. And because you didn't have a Bible, you didn't know if what he was saying was right or not. But the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Ain't that right, saints? You didn't know if it was right or wrong. You didn't have no Bible. You depended on him to teach you. To live without this means you ignorant. Most people treat marriage covenants just like their Bible. They don't know where their marriage vows are. They don't remember what they said to that other person. They just got all dressed up. They were more concerned how they looked than what they were going to say. They were more concerned about how the room looked more than the contents of the covenant. You had to say something to somebody. You had to give your word in front of witnesses. And if you did it in a church, it was before God. If you did it with a pastor, it was before God. You bound yourself to that person. And most people don't even know marriage is the closest to New Testament covenant than any agreement in all of existence. And that's why a lot of the vows say, and what God has put together. You don't call God in on this thing. People don't know when you get married, you don't call God in on that. He be, he's sitting there watching everything you in there saying. And they're hollering, talking crazy, critical, demeaning, judgmental. He in there. This is the part where you're not going to shout amen to. This is, not, this is the part you don't say hallelujah to. And this is forever. Amen. Let me help you with forever. You need to be judging forever right now. Before you say I do, you need to wonder, can I do this forever? Cause everybody just wanna, everybody just wanna go through the ceremony. But this is supposed to be forever. You need to look at them and say, no. When they not looking, can I do this forever? Don't do it while they're looking, when they're not looking at you, because then it could start an argument. Can I do this for real? Because when God looked at you, he said, this is forever. In spite of your faults, this is forever. In spite of your lack of performance, I am not getting in covenant with you because of what you can do for me. I'm forever with you because of what I can make you what I can turn you into. Your mistakes will not stop me from loving you. Your imperfections will not stop me. And he knew what he was doing too. No. When you look, you need to know if you got enough grace. Grace. 
He said, because Jesus said, in the being, for me to be in a relationship with you, I got to forgive you. Yeah. Yes, he does. For me to stay in, Jesus just tell you that. For me to stay in a relationship with you, I have to be merciful. I have to be forgiven. I have to be patient. I have to be long. For me to stay here with y'all. So before you get in, you're looking at your ability to stay. Now you're not judging them. Leave them alone. You are not assessing your ability to change them. Because Jesus ain't assessing his ability to change you. You're assessing your ability to love. All the time. You're assessing your ability to be patient. You're assessing your own grace. You're not trying to change somebody. You don't be sitting up there looking at, I can fix that. Yeah, I don't even like that. I don't like that outfit. I'm gonna, that's the first thing I'm going to change. You're not looking at the person to find out if you can change them. You're looking at them to see if you have the grace to love them. Mm -hmm. That's why the Bible said, for God so loved the world. I ain't talking about the church, the world. The cutting up world. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. That's a part of your covenant. Turn over to Psalms 111. Let me take my time this morning. Amen. Don't get to rushing me. <laughs> Golden Corral opened back up. Oh my. Yeah. I saw a commercial. <laughs> Corona's not on the shrimp now, so they opened back up. Shrimp don't have Corona. Golden Corral is up. All the golden shrimp I saw them yesterday, fried chicken. All this out there. It's out there waiting on you. But we're working on something right now. Amen. Amen. You're going to have some self-control this morning. Yes. Amen. And, if, you know, we done ate enough. Let me just be honest with us. <laughs> we got to get into this right now. Amen. I'm going to let you go in a minute. Praise God. Look at Psalms 111. It says, praise the Lord. I will praise the Lord with my whole heart. Amen. Amen. And in the assembly of the upright and in the congregation. Amen. Did you praise the Lord this morning? Yes. The works of the Lord are great and sought out of all them that have pleasure therein. His work is honorable. That lets you know that God is an honorable person. And glorious and his righteousness endureth forever. He have made his wonderful works to be remembered. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion. He hath given meat unto them that really honor him. He will ever be mindful of what? Which means God never stops thinking about this book. He never stops thinking. 
He never stops thinking about by his stripes, you are already healed. He never stops thinking about whatsoever you ask in my name, I will do it. Not mine. I will. That's his covenant. Now eventually I got to get to the point where I show you in the Bible, if you give your word and you break it in the context of a covenant, you die. That's what this is. So he says, Adam, if you disobey me, the day you eat thereof, you're going to die. Because you broke our arrangement. That's why he died. I said, now you can do all this. I give you everything like this. But over here, you cannot go there. That is our agreement. That is our arrangement. And if you do, it will cost you your life. And he disobeyed God. And the Bible said the moment he did, death took over. And everybody that was born after him inherited his death. Because it's called the curse and the curse will pass through everything that's connected to you. Then you go to the new covenant. The Bible said Christ has delivered us from the curse. Come on now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You ought to be thanking him for that. Because your stuff would be jacked up if it wasn't for that. Yes, it would. Yes, it would. Yes, it would. Amen. You should be able to go through this covenant, understand the privileges that God has sworn to give you. You should be so proficient in it. You should be so proficient in this book. You know your way out of every situation. You know your victory. You know what belongs to you. You cannot set this book down and you cannot say you're a child of God and don't own one. Something wrong with you this morning. Don't get mad at me, it is. You need to go find your marriage vows too. While we're sitting up here talking, that's a covenant too. I keep my marriage vows handy. I got to let Pastor Cynthia know what she said to me. Now keep it handy. I'm just messing. She said amen to this. Praise God. I do know where they are though. I got it. You need to know what you said. All the married people. All the married people stand up. Let the church see you. Look at all these people in covenant. All y'all stand up. Look at all of them. This is the I do club. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, y'all need to show everybody how this works. It's lovely over here. Praise God. You need to let them know that it's working. That you got it good. Praise God. Y'all ain't saying that I'm trying to help you. <laughs> All right. Go ahead and sit down. I'm glad. Get a cover the people a big hand. These are, these are the people that are not looking for somebody else. They, they in love with the one they got. They, they, they know they're off the market. They're not looking for nobody else. Ain't no need of texting them, 
calling them, Instagramming them, Facebooking them. They sold out to death. Do us part. They locked in. Say amen to this group. You should be honored just to be in the room with them. Should have gave them a hand while they were standing up. The devil's been trying to tear their home up, but they've been standing on the word, praise God. Challenges have come and financial challenges have come. In-laws have come. All kind of trials have come, but they're still standing on the word. You should have gave them a hand this morning. You saw you were looking at some people that been through something. They've been through financial challenges, children and all kinds of things. They've argued in the grocery store, on the road, but they're still together. You should honor them. The Bible said marriage is honorable. Yes, it did. Now, I need all the single people to stand there that want to be into this Marriage, you plan on going this marriage covenant. I need to see y'all just going into it. That y'all plan on going into it. I need to see all y'all. I need to see all y'all just plan on being married and going into this. Y'all rookies stand up straight. Stand at attention so I can see y'all. Y'all rookies. Okay, that's a good group. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. I want you all to know you can count on us. Yeah, the ones, the ones of us, we all can count on us to be a good example to you all and to instruct you, to counsel you and to be here for you no matter what the storm looks like and teach you how to prosper and excel. I'm so excited. Look at all these weddings we're going to be doing. Praise the Lord. Let's thank God for them. You may be seated. Amen. Now, I'm going to tell y'all to just, y'all just stood up. The Bible said, don't go out there and get somebody unequally yoked. That is, it's in here. That is. You just can't bring anything in here. It's in here. Do not be unequally yoked together. And don't get mad at me if your yoke ain't right. <laughs> Don't get mad at me. I can tell if it's unequal. They don't have a Bible. That's unequal. They don't want Jesus. That's. Don't bring it in here. Don't bring it in here. I can hear it when you're coming with your chain. And it's roaring out there in the hallway. Oh. You're trying to bring it in here. Down, boy, down. <laughs> don't you bring that in here. You know it don't want to come in here. Sit, sit. Don't do that. All right, go over here to Second Chronicles. I done used all my time up cutting up. Praise the Lord. But you got to come back. You got to get this. Amen. You got to know this so you can feel God's plan. Turn over here to 1 Chronicles. Chapter 16. 
and we're going to read verse 1 Chronicles chapter 16, verse 11. Oh, man, this is good. 1 Chronicles 16, verse 11, it says, Seek the Lord. Come on now. So this covenant required people to do what? Seek You got to be going out to him. Amen. He tells you to seek the Lord too. Your new one requires you to seek him too. It says, let the words of Christ dwell in you. I want these covenant words in you so tough. You know, you know 20 ways you got co covenant victory over Corona. And I got your back. I was talking to Trayon. I said, Trayon, I said, a lot of people try to stay at home and read their Bible. That ain't going to work. Amen. The more you, that's like staying at home trying to read your calculus book. Yeah. <laughs> that ain't going to work. This word has to be rightly divided. Yes. And it takes a trained, skillful person to help you with it. And I had the best. Amen. Dr. Michael Jacobs, I, had, I know I had the best. If God says, I'm going to give you the apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, the pastor, the teacher, for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, then you can't perfect yourself. Amen. And you can't do the work of the ministry without a gift operating in your life. Amen. And out of the five gifts, the pastor stays with the people more than anybody. Amen. So Kenneth Hagin said he believed the pastor office was the most important of the five because they with the people the most. So anybody that don't have a pastor, you looking at somebody, they're serving God in their own way. Amen. Not his way, theirs. You're looking at a nut. So why don't you live that way? Why don't you live that way in other areas of your life? Why don't you try to get a high school diploma without teachers? Go do it. We'll give you the books. We'll give you the books right in the nursery. We'll hand them to you right before you start preschool. We'll give you all the books you'll ever need. K through 12. And let's see you get a high school diploma with no teachers. You wouldn't try to apply that to a secular education. Now how you think you're going to pull it off with a spiritual education? And anybody without a pastor, you're looking at a person that is failing. You're looking at failure in motion. And I don't care how long it takes, you're going to see calamity and destruction before it's all over. Amen. You're going to watch a house collapse on itself. If the devil is successful enough, you'll watch him wipe out a whole family. 
you'll watch him kill everybody in the entire house early. Because the Bible says, except the Lord build a house. You have no power. God has gone online and said the devil's attacks are so vicious and so relentless. You have no power to build a house, raise children, be successful in marriage, prosper, stay healthy and be safe. You have no ability to do it without me. Jesus went on to say it in Jesus. It's a covenant statement in John 15. Without me, you ain't doing jack. And it's just some people just, just have the audacity to test it. I ain't got to go to church. I ain't going to it up. You're listening to a fool. Daryl told me this week. He said, he quoted the scripture out of Proverbs, fools despise correction. Yes. They get mad at correction. That's a fool. If somebody took the time out to point the right path to you and you took an attitude. Yes. Fool. Because you're going to go to your demise. It's just a matter of time. And I say it that way to rebuke that attitude. Seek the Lord and his strength. You're not just after him, you're after his strength. Amen. When Pastor Cynthia got married, all her strengths are mine. And all mine are hers. We share strengths. And then when we come together and we put both, that's why most people marry somebody different than them. They marry somebody different than them. The person don't spend no money, money always end up marrying the person that does. <laughs> the person that don't want no clothes always end up marrying the person that does. <laughs> and you were drawn to that person because you saw their difference. You cannot let that difference become your agitation. God gave it to you as a strength. You have to respect it as a strength. Pastor Cynthia talks all the time on the phone. Sometimes I'll say, hang it up! Put it down! I'm over here. But she's a relationship person. I think y'all got the greatest pastors. And pastor's wife, who is a pastor. I think y'all got the best in the whole planet. When it comes to relationships, she's the bomb.com. But when it comes to cooking, <laughs> she, mess, she makes the greatest black cup of coffee in the morning. It's so delicious. I am off and running. 
once I get my breakfast. She's the bomb.com. When it comes to black coffee, nothing in it first thing in the morning. And then when it comes to the meal at night, then that's when the gourmet recipes come out. I get gourmet coffee at night. It's got cream and stevia in it. And I don't know how she comes up with the combinations, but they just roll over your tongue and it's just like it's melting over your tongue. I got it made. I, ain't, I don't care nothing about what y'all, I don't care about what y'all say. I, I got it made. All right. Now, remember his marvelous works that he have done. Sometimes people forget what God have done for them. You know how many crazy you used to be? <laughs> you didn't have sense enough to come out of the rain in the middle of a thorn with lightning bolts flying all around you. But God has done a work on you. Y'all look so good. Some of you got businesses that you didn't have and God has made a way for you out of no way. Healed your body, promoted you, blessed you, renewing your mind, hallelujah. Took out sadness, put in joy, just made a way for you. You need to remember that. His mercy. And it says right here, his wonders, his judgments of his mouth, Oh, you seed of Israel, his servants, you children of Jacob, here, his chosen ones. He is the Lord our God, and his judgments are all, are in all the earth. You be mindful always of his covenant. Amen. Amen. Oh. Is that the right? Oh, what is that? That's the new King James. See, I don't play that. Get that off of there. I don't want nothing new. I want to, I want to, I want, I want what King James actually said. That's why I read the King James. You change words around. You can change the meaning of everything. Put that King, new King James back up there. You put the new one back up there. Remember, remember his covenant forever. A word he commanded for a thousand generations. Okay, now put the other one. Put the regular. I like the regular because it talk about you. Amen. It's talking about you. Amen. We talking about remember his covenant. People don't even know what they're talking about. No, you remember it. It says you be you mindful always that means there ain't a time that a believer ought not to be thinking covenant so when trials come up in my life and they come my mind goes to the covenant I remember some people were trying to work for whatever reason trying to stop me from getting increase on my job and I had been to just spiteful just haters, whatever. And I was at a luncheon with Dr. Jacobs. Now, I already been to Tarrant County Convention here sitting on the covenant, teaching on the covenant for one week. It was a powerful meeting. God just, he and I walked out of the building. He said, Keith, I'm in covenant with you. 
that I got your back for the rest of your life. Don't you ever be terrified of anything. And don't you ever doubt me ever again for the rest of your life. I got you. We walked out of the building. I couldn't even walk with people. I know what it means to be in the spirit. And then Dr. Jacobs came back and taught two more, three more weeks on blood covenant. So I got five weeks of it. And so we were sitting at lunch and I was going to tell him about the problem of my job. And he looked at me. He said, Keith, you are a man in covenant with God. And a man in covenant with God cannot be beat and cannot be stopped because God's got your back. I changed the whole conversation. See, when you're in covenant with God, it'll stop a lot of complaining in your life and telling everybody about your trials. When he said that, I was planning on, I was planning on loading that whole lunch hour down with my problem. And he looked at me, he says, you're a man in covenant with God. No one can get victory over you. No one can stop anything God given you or told you to do. And all of a sudden, all that teaching came back. I said, okay, done with that subject. Let's talk about something else. And we went on and had a great lunch. I went back to my office. I took out all my covenant promises. And I stood on my covenant with God. And it turned everything to my favor. And that's how I live in everything. Now, my job is to get that in this church. And it takes hours of your time. It's going to be longer than the Super Bowl. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Because you don't watch the bunch of them. It's going to take some time. Because there are things that God have told you about you, you still don't believe it. He told this church out here that you're in a quantum leap. Some of y'all worried about the other people going to the other church. If they don't go, how are we going to get another hundred people in here? They got to get out of here. You ought to be telling them to go. Get out of here and go to y'all. Y'all got a building? Y'all just get out of here. We're in a quantum leap. That's what he said. That's why we're on both sides of the city. That's why I gave you that prophecy book. God has sworn to bring everyone those words to pass. If you believe it. This book will not let you doubt God that much. That's why I read Wednesday night. If you doubt him, you do without this covenant will not let you live in doubt and unbelief to a God that has sworn a covenant with you in the blood of his own son. It will not let you doubt him for one second. And that's why Peter starts sinking on water. The just shall, not might, shall live trusting with total confidence in God no matter what the trial looks like, you will not fade under pressure because nothing is too hard for him. It is too hard for you. That's why you got in covenant with him so his strength could be your strength. Seek the Lord and seek his strength. Start, get up and live strong every day. That's why the Bible said I can do all things 
through Christ, which strengthens me. I'm going to have strength today. I'm going to have strength tomorrow. I'm going to have strength all year long. Financial strength, mental strength, physical strength. Strength is just strength. Be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. And if you're strong, then you are not afraid. Lord, you're stronger than the opposition. Jesus died so that you would be stronger. Nothing shall by any means harm you. But you got to be mindful, not some of the time. I'm not mindful some of the time that I'm married. I'm mindful all the time. I don't ever think I'm not married. I go home at night. I don't stay out on the town. I got a home where I'm in covenant with somebody. And that's why they said you can look at a man and see how he treats his wife. That's how he treats God because he's the same in all of his covenants. Because the same mind that's in the covenant with God is not a different mind in covenant with his wife. That's why you can't preach to me. You dog your wife out. You can't say a word to me because you're a trip and you play in church. Now, most people don't think like it because they don't understand the Bible like that. That's why the pastor can just live any kind of way he wants to. As long as he can hoop. Ain't he all right? Oh, you clown, you. <laughs> Be ye mindful always. This, this is what he's telling us. Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every covenant word. So you can't have days where you don't read the Bible. You can't have days where you have no structured learning. Then all of a sudden I say God told us to do something. And your mind can't go with us because your mind is not full of God. It's full of how much things cost. This is why you have to be careful picking leaders in the church. What kind of mind do they bring to the leadership? Because whatever kind of mind they got, that's your church. The pastor said, let's go in this direction. Well, I ain't got a mind to do that. Then you shouldn't be in leadership. Why? God always leads from the top down. But if you allow yourself to be discipled, you'll start thinking like God. And then if God tells me to do something, you'll know it's God. I didn't say let's go drink some Kool-Aid in Guyana either. 
I didn't say that. I didn't say everybody needs red refrigerators. I didn't say that. We don't try to dominate people's lives here. Amen. We try to help their faith Amen. so that they can go in the direction God told them to go in and they can live the life. Because without faith, it's impossible to please him because you have not accepted him as your covenant partner. And if you have not accepted him as your covenant partner, you have no rights to anything here that's written. And that makes life difficult why I call myself a Christian. You never try to win somebody to the Lord except for you try to tell them God wants to be in covenant with you. He's offering you a testament. That's what he's really offering you. He's offering you all of his strength, all of his wisdom, all of his ability, all of his wealth, everything he has. That's what he's offering you. He's not trying to get you to go to a church except for the change the way you think so you can change the way you live. Amen. So you can understand how to be in covenant with him. So you can understand how to live on this planet. The Bible says in 3 John 2, I wish above all things that you prosper. God cannot have a thought about you except for your prosperity. He is bound to himself. I wish above, I desire above all things that you prosper and that you live in health all the days of your life. I don't want you to have one Sick day on this planet is not my will. And if symptoms tack your body, you grab your covenant and you stand with me in the blood of Jesus and you drive every symptom off your body and do it skillfully. And do it with knowledge and watch the power of God work for you. But you will have to be mindful. I don't deny symptoms. I don't say this symptom don't exist in my body. I wouldn't tell the doctor, they don't exist. If they see something on the scope, it exists. I deny its right to stay there though. I deny its right to stay there. The power of God is here to turn it in the direction it's supposed to go. I got turning promises in this Bible. Bible said weeping may endure for that, but joy. I'll give you beauty for ashes. I don't care what's happened to you. I'm going to give you beauty for ashes and, and the oil of joy for mourning. And I'm going to give you the garment of praise for the spirit of heaven. I'm going to make you trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord. I'm going to get glory. How my covenant changes your life. I will take your house and I will make it. I will make it renowned. I'll take your business and I'll cause it to excel. I bless you going out and I bless everything. I swear I'll bless everything you put your hands to. It's the most powerful agreement that's ever been made. People just toss it and treat it with so much disrespect and honor. And then when they try to believe God, faith comes by hearing the words of the covenant and hearing it and hearing it. You should be so proficient whatever comes up in your life. You may not even have to go get your Bible. 
But if you're not, go get it. And you don't know what's in it, call me. That's why I'm here, to show you how to win. I didn't know nothing when I met Dr. Jacobs. He sang a song about the name of Jesus. I didn't know we could pray in the name. I do now. Be ye mindful always of his covenant. The word of God, which he commanded. Psalms 33 verse 9 said he commanded and it stood fast. Commanded it was so. Spoken it stood fast. Whatever God's word says, it comes to pass for him. The covenant means he's inviting us in. So that when you say something, that's why he says, if you have faith in the covenant, you'll speak to the mountain and it will obey you because I'm in covenant with you in the same strength I would use to move it. You have my strength. And it, the works I do, Jesus said, I swear, you will do them also. He commanded for a thousand generations. So even if this is in First Chronicles, Jesus brought you in to the covenant in your generation. And everything he told us to do, we're going to get her done. From a small seed shall grow a mighty tree. Amen. And in our checkbooks, there shall be abundance and no lack. Amen. Every word he said is coming to pass. But you have to be mindful. Listen, every day you get up, your mind is receiving words. Every day you get up, your mind is receiving words all day long and it will affect your behavior. The Bible said in this world there are many voices and none without significance. Words are going on to affect the way we think. And God says, I'm going to send the Bible said in Psalms 107, he sent his word to heal us and deliver us from destruction. That your planes are not falling out of the sky. Your cars are not going to have trucks come into your lane. You don't have to be afraid to fly right on the interstate Go eat at Golden Corral. <laughs> Amen. You just need to stand up and say, no weapon formed against me can prosper. Amen. Amen. And I'm delivered from every evil work. You have to begin to say the covenant. Lift your hands to heaven.